Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and service Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Hey, uh, Bix, every day this week it's been pretty loose, the podcast intro. I think we need to straighten up a bit. Mm. Let's just say what's on the podcast today just to keep it inconsistent. We don't want to, like, just be really repetitive and predictable. So um, on the podcast today we spoke to Carl Viet. Yeah. We spoke to Rachel Martin from the Crows. Rochelle. Rachel. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we had an interesting edition of Captain's Call. A lot of stuff in there. It was very thought provoking. Elephant in the room. Yeah, well, there's a bit going on there. Uh, and plenty more. So we appreciate you listening. There's a lot to get into, a lot of sports stuff. And next week, can you do us a favor? Talk about the draft, talk about footy. Because we're, oh, I can't believe this. We're in the last month of spring. It's summer in a few weeks. Can yeah. you believe that? Well, I tell you what, we will be able to believe it because tomorrow it's going to be 37 degrees, tomorrow being Friday, depending on when you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, what if but, people are listening in five years' time and global warming's taken over and it's 50 degrees? Well, they'll be saying, wow, how out of touch with those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be inside in their igloo probably <laughs> because it'll be too hot to be outside. What is one thing that you would swap out of South Australia and bring in from another state? For me, climate. I'd bring in the Tassie weather. What? Yep. That's the one thing that we have over every other state. I'm just saying, what would you bring in and what would you swap what out? What would I bring in? I would bring in Bondi Beach or Sydney's northern beaches. No, thanks. Why not? All the tourists? No, thanks. Well, anyway, you just asked. It's, yeah, it's, good, it's, good. Sorry, you're asking sorry. me. Yeah, no, no, it's I get my it. opinion. I get it. No, thanks. <laughs> What would I swap out? What would I swap out? Where's uh, Bondi Beach going? Well, Glenelg. Yeah. You can have, and all those northern beaches. Get rid of the pat. The stinky pat. <laughs> Put Bondi Beach in next to the old buc- buccaneer pirate ship where <laughs> that used to be. <laughs> the buffalo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Does <laughs> Eddie not know all this stuff about South Australia's history? Because I'm not 80. Uh, yeah. So what else would I... I'm pretty happy with South Australia. Just oh, so you're just bringing something in? Bringing something in. Yeah, but we've got we've got no cap space, so you need to get something out. Oh. Snowtown. Uh, <laughs> they can have Snowtown. <laughs> Snowtown's unfortunate. It's been lumped with that. Snowtown's a nice little place to drive through. Uh, what am I... <laughs> what, not get out of the car? <laughs> yeah, what am I shipping out? I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I would get rid of. The flies? Flies are everywhere. What else? What else is bad about South Australia? This thing. There's nothing that's bad about South Australia, is there? Oh, I could name a few things, but I'll get sued. <laughs> people. <laughs> some, some of the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, enjoy on. the podcast, then we'll catch you next week. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. Two minutes past six on this Thursday, the 9th of November. Thanks to Tyre Power's holiday getaway sale is now on and more team care for family cars at Port Adelaide. I look across the desk here at Studio Lumo. Mark Bickley, we're powered by Lumo Energy SA. And after a crazy day yesterday where one of the biggest telecommunications companies in the land whose slogan was yes 
They said no. Mm. And here we are. We're finally back connected. Good morning, Jared and everyone. Well, you had to think about my name there. No, I didn't. And everyone that's tuning in, I was thinking about what I was going to say next. Um, it was an absolute debacle, really. I'm on Optus, so uh, I was uh, sort of affected by the whole schmozzle, but not so much that because it's it's really a minor inconvenience for me. I, I just felt sorry for the people who had a business and it affected their business. If you're mm. a, a cafe and your uh, internet connection is with Optus and you can't use any credit card facilities and for the first half of the day you were incapacitated. That that impacts on people's livelihood, which is not good enough. But the second thing, and this is the most important thing, they are a telecommunications company and, and take into consideration the last part of that word, communication. Yep. Like there was nothing. This happened at 3 a.m. in the morning and there was a, a lily-livered message on their website that said something like, uh, we've got an issue and we're looking into it. Yeah. For, for a multinational company not to give more information, not to give any sort of timeline on when it might be back online or fixed, I just thought it was really poor. So uh, I feel sorry for the people working in the Optus stores yesterday because they had a lineup of, of people going, hey, fix my phone. And all it took was just a, a quick check online. And some people obviously couldn't because they had no internet to right. work out that 10 million Australians were going through what everybody else was going through in that lineup. Mm, yeah. And, and I did walk down Ronald Mall and just happened to be walking past the Optus store in Ronald Mall. And there were about six or eight people and there was, they actually had a couple of people standing at the front of the store just talking to people. And they were saying, this was pretty early on. This was just after the show. So around nine o'clock, they were saying, we just don't know what's going on. We yeah. can't give you a timeline. So you feel for those people. They're, and people said, oh, it's not good enough. And they're agitated because it's impacting on their livelihood. But they just didn't have any information. And you would have thought. It started around 3 a.m. in the morning. By 9 a.m., so six hours later, you would have had enough chance to give your shop front, your people that work for you, the courtesy of being able to say something to their customers. But, yeah, just thought it was a little bit poor. What did you learn yesterday? Let's talk through some of the observations. I had two meetings yesterday, one at 9.30, another one at 10.45, where I was I was trying to find Wi-Fi anywhere so I could at least communicate with the people <laughs> I was supposed to meet with. And at the end, it was a, let's just hope they're there. And it mm. reminded me, I'm, I'm still part of that vintage before mobile phones existed where you just hope that the person's going to arrive to the meeting. We managed to do that, which was wonderful. It was challenging without social media because I'll look at things like X as a news source mm. just to see what's happening. And I wanted to see what was going on with Optus and I couldn't exactly go on social media. What did you learn yesterday? Um, I, I wasn't totally inconvenienced. I had a couple of appointments, but I just assumed that people would be there. That's, you know, you make an appointment. I knew that they were aware that, it, you know, fairly recent appointments. So I just rolled up expecting them to be there. Uh, I guess it reaffirmed the relevance of the mall's balls. You know, that's the meeting place for before you had. So a, do you meet regularly at the mall's no, balls? No, I was joking. Like, that's what used to happen. You had meeting places where you'd say, oh, let's head into the city. I'll meet you. You, know, you didn't have a mobile phone to say, where are you? I'll come and meet you. You just used to say, I'll meet you at the mall's balls. Or, or as you referred to them yesterday, as the mall's testicles. <laughs> anyway, we, we survived. It wasn't, it wasn't that hard. Um, 
And like you say, what it, what it showed for me is I just picked up my phone once every 10 minutes and looked at it and thought, oh, okay, that's right. There's nothing, there's nothing to look at because there's no connection. It just goes to show how habitual we are now of looking at our phone, checking things like you, looking to see if there's anything happening or going on um, because we're in that sort of business. But yeah, after the first sort of mid-morning, got used to it. and um, But it did feel, I did feel a surge of energy at around 1 or one thirty when... Well, I need to talk to you about that in a moment. So just hold that thought, okay? We're here okay. thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale on now. Two things I noticed yesterday, then we'll move on to sport. But yep. we, we like, the you know, between 6 and 10 past 6 every morning, just to reflect on what's happened over the past 24 hours. Um, the first thing I noticed that people were walking around Adelaide like zombies, just holding their phones and looking at them. Oh, really? Like Didn't scrolling, notice. just yeah. waiting to get back online. So... It wasn't like they were talking on their phones. They were just holding their phones mm-hmm. in hope. The other thing I noticed, now I'm not sure if Jace, our producer, noticed this yesterday as well. Um, the big thing was you're quite bad when it comes to communicating on your phone um, in preparation for the show. Yesterday was your biggest get-out-of-jail-free card ever. <laughs> and it wasn't until 11 o'clock last night you sent us a text after we'd been communicating all day planning for the show and 11 o'clock last night you sent a message saying hey guys just got back online sorry i haven't been near my phone <laughs> that is a lie because it i was about to say it came back on for me anyway at about 1 15 or 1 30 a.m this morning no 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 this was yesterday <laughs> and that was um and i had a i was in an appointment from one o'clock yeah and so when that finished i noticed that you guys are on whatsapp talking and and Jay sent a message saying, have a look at WhatsApp. And so I got straight back to you, but yeah, one o'clock in the morning. Come on, mate, give me a spill. It's not too bad. But anyway, I did feel, like I say, a surge of energy when um, I started getting messages through and things were happening again. You think, oh, I'm back online. I'm back in touch with everyone. Because one of the things that I often do is after the show, sort of mid-morning, touch base with my wife and just say, you know, how did things go in the morning? How were the kids this morning? And so... I felt a little bit sort of uh, out of the loop yeah. by not being able to just to check in. And a part of me were. did love it though, Bix, to be able to like not have conversations that I just couldn't be bothered having and just use Optus as an example. Sorry, I've been offline. <laughs> um, I just probably can't get to you today. And it was a really nice cleansing moment to do that. Mm. But again, it's a reminder of how much we rely on that. And we are connected. I, I, let's give a shout out to... Peter Malinowski, so hopefully we're going to speak to him next week about the V8s. Um, he flexed in front of the whole of Australia once again and said, hey, Optus, you know you're not the only telecommunications provider in Australia. Yes, we have a contract, mm. but pull your finger out or we're out. I thought you were going to say pull your socks up. You might have got a nomination. Well, you never today. know. There might be a little nomination a little <laughs> bit later on for pull your socks up. All day comfort, all day socks by Underworks, but... Peter Malinowskis, again, is a trendsetter, and he he talked the talk yesterday. Mm. Well, here's the thing that I find is um, I I don't mind that, but at some stage, you know what's going to happen, don't you? There will be an outage with Services SA or SA Health or something. (laughs) We don't need your electricity in (laughs) South Australia. We can get it from somewhere else. And then he gets a... 
We can't, Peter. We, <laughs> unfortunately, it. we can't, mate. <laughs> uh, we're looking for a big. Uh, looking forward to a big show today. Uh, we are going to speak to the head coach of Adelaide United, Carl Viet. They are preparing to take on Sydney FC this weekend, who sacked their coach Steve Corica. They have a new coach who was formerly part of the setup, Ufuk Tale. It's very dangerous. Uh, Name, isn't it? I read it and I thought, oh, I better take a little bit of extra time on that. Have I told you the Ufuk Tale story no. that I've experienced before? No. Okay. So we will do that. And I think it's timely to do it. So a couple of years ago, Ufuk Tale was in South Australia because he was a coach of Wellington Phoenix at the time. He's been involved in Sydney FC as well. Now, I didn't know much about Ufi. Who's a so that's his, that's how he Ufuk, yeah, Ufuk. but they call him Ufi. Ufi, the uh, his closest friends, which I'm obviously not, um, <laughs> but I'm pretending I am for the, the theme of this conversation. Yeah. Um. So, what happened was I was in the operations room at Hindmarsh Stadium, and uh, I was learning how to pronounce his name. So we'll get a we'll get a team list. Yep. Now, not only is there a pronunciation guide, but then I will go to the away team and ask how to say their names because. Yes. I feel no matter how much you spoon feed some of these journos, they still get names wrong. There was a commentator yeah, on the I'll Adelaide put, United put game on the weekend. Yeah. He was calling Panache Madonna, Madonna. It was wrong. Yeah. So the, as you know, it's a pet peeve of mine and I feel it's respectful to get names right. Yep. You called me Josh once. <laughs> and, and Jared. Jared. Yeah. So I'm in the operations room at uh, Adelaide United, high in my stadium, and I'm saying – to the staff, how do you say this guy's name? Like it's spelt U-F-U-C-K. Mm. And I've said that out loud and I've just heard this voice saying it's, no, nah, it's Ufuk. And I thought, okay, awesome. Because what it looks like is O, and I've said the mm. word that rhymes with duck. Mm. And he's corrected me, walked out, and I'm just laughing at it. I said, who was that guy who just told me how to say that name? And they said, yeah, that was Ufuk. That was actually him. <laughs> So I'm swearing in front of him, yeah. almost taking the mickey out of his name, mm. and he was the guy that corrected me. If you're at Highmarsh Stadium this weekend, watch his demeanour on the sideline. He is the most intimidating, full-on A-League manager there is. Oh, he stalks up and down. Stalks, does he? and he stares, and it's it's intimidating. Oh, he's going to be. He's got a long memory too. He'll remember that. You... If he looks at me internally, I'm going to think, "Oh fuck!" That's, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. As we said, uh, big show today. So, Calviet from the Reds, uh, Rochelle Martin joining us from the Adelaide Crows in the AFLW. Shout out to the Adelaide Strikers who got a win last night, and we'll be able to reflect that and plenty more. Captain's call, elephant in the room, and plenty more. It's SENSA. Good morning. Tirepower.com.au. Morn team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. A Bix, not sure if you are aware, but Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Now, you've got a shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12, so that's early next week, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. As we said, big show today. If you've got anything you want us to ask Carl Viet, the head coach of Adelaide United, definitely let us know. We'll talk about the Adelaide Strikers in a few moments' time and also from the Adelaide Crows AFLW. Rochelle Martin's going to be joining us. Um, our text line 0427-154-166. We got that amazing golf box prize to give away. A little bit later on, Bix, that is an amazing prize if you don't know too much about it. What you can get is a box of TP5 
five golf balls. Um, we have the Odyssey Cap Tour Tower. There's heaps of stuff in there. Uh, you know how uh, I mentioned the other day, I had a friend from Tasmania who was listening, called me Digger. Digger, yes. Patrick Baldwin. Um, I did sort of question that. Found out last night why. Well, because when you said you had a friend in Tasmania, like. Oh, is it that you're, you're questioning? So <laughs> I asked having him. having a friend. Well, I'm speaking about the, the golf box because yeah. he's in Adelaide at the moment. Caught up with him last night, had him around for dinner. It was wonderful. So mm. my mum hadn't seen him for about uh, almost 25 years. Amazing night. Um, he's on a golf trip. So they played at Grange yesterday. Yes. Um, playing at Kuyonga today. Wow. Um, nice. So nice. They, they've got reciprocal rights from the Royal um, Hobart Golf Course in uh, Tasmania. And apparently, I got the nickname Digger because uh, there was something called a chin digger where you used to put your chin onto people to tickle them as a kid. And <laughs> yeah. it almost became a little bit painful. And I, yeah. the way I responded was just I just had laughing fits. So what I thought maybe later, um, maybe you could do it to me. No. Okay. I wouldn't have thought so. Good. Put, putting my chin on what? Where? My chest. <laughs> No. Look, I get when you're, what were you, 11 or 12? 27. Young boys <laughs> rolling around on the on the grass having a bit of fun, but a 50-year-old and a 40-year-old doing it. No, hey, I'm think. not 40 yet. Calm down. Aren't you? No. And you're definitely past 50. Yeah, I know. I'm well past that. I thought you were, aren't you in your mid-40s? <laughs> <laughs> a flight center's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays, and tours. Book now to save big. Um, we had a text when's coming your, in. When's your birthday? What February. Year? What year? Oh, uh, every year. you <laughs> <laughs> a bit touchy on that. Um, I'll read this text. This is a good text from Callum because it talks about um, – DJ, guys, I'm happy about DJ signing with uh, South East Melbourne. Let, talk, talk to me a little bit yeah, about this. Yeah, so Daniel Johnson has signed with the Phoenix as an injury replacement for one of their players. So it's a short-term temporary contract, and Callum's not too happy about it because he didn't get a social media post about not being on the team this year. He's unhappy with the 36ers' management. He's going to the game on the weekend uh, against Tassie because his son's a massive Majok Deng fan who used to play at the 36ers. And interestingly enough, after this weekend, the next team at the Adelaide 36ers face are the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix at home. So Daniel Johnson wow. could play against his old team at the Entertainment Centre. Ugh. How do you feel about that? Like your legendary player, singlet retired, all that sort of stuff, comes back on a short-term contract with another club. If I could offer the Adelaide 36ers any advice, it would be to start preparing a thank you video to play on the big screen for when he makes a return. No matter if he's wearing a 36ers jersey or yep. a Phoenix jersey, he deserves a celebration. And if he's playing for the other team, the NBA does it really well. well they Joe do Ingles, thank you videos. It's amazing. Yeah. They need to do that. Absolutely. So start preparing now because how you handle the exit of your your legends is how you are remembered. So amazing text from you, Callum. Keep them coming in. 0427 154 166 on SENSA. 
Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Hold on to your nominations for Pull Up Your Socks. We've got to go to the news in a moment, but we'll come back to that, Bix, because we've got a few coming through this morning on the text line. 0427154166. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And as always, a huge thanks to Morn Team. Uh, Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here for today. We have lots happening today. Captain's Call is going to be probably the most in-depth one we have done. Can't wait. And normally you are a bit of a fence sitter. So captain's call, I need you to make a decision. Mm. There might be some controversial topics. There might be answers to the questions I ask you that could cause a stir in the Adelaide media landscape. And if you're listening to the run home with Kimbo on the Roach last night, they've already begun stirring the pot a bit. Oh, I can't wait for that. Jeepers. I walked into Studio Lumo this morning and I could still feel the tension. Roachy's roast. Did he roast someone? Someone got roasted last night. Mm. Have a listen to the podcast if you want to hear the roast. It's very hot in here. Studio, my goodness. Um, Ty Powers holiday getaway sale is now on. It's going to be 29 degrees across Adelaide today before it gets a bit cooler on the weekend. I think we go really hot tomorrow. 37 tomorrow. Then Saturday and Sunday, it's really cold. So um, enjoy the sunshine this morning. We're going to be back after the news with plenty more still to come on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. And Mark Bickley, I need to keep reminding you about this because because this competition is going to be closing very soon. If you haven't been into Beaumont Tiles yet, you've got to go in there because they've got a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. So just shop in at Beaumont's before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. A couple of texts coming in. Uh, a nomination for Pull Up Your Socks very shortly. 0427154166. This is from Daniel, who says you pronounced... The roast wrong. This is Rucci's roast from last night with uh, Kimbo on the run home. Apparently, we're supposed to call it the rowest and not the roast. <laughs> uh, is that because he had a his roasting topic was around? Uh, oh, Steve, I don't like Stephen to get in. I I, mm. I feel that media wars are not something I like to get involved in because I like to be liked. I don't like to. I'm a lover, not a fighter, as you know that. We're both lovers. Exactly. I mean, not together. But, <laughs> well. Jeez, don't isolate that little clip now. <laughs> Could be bad. Imagine people were just, um, people were just flicking around there in Adelaide for the first time. I might just check out what this SENSA is like, and they flick over and, oh, yeah, we're lovers. It's just I thought it was a sports show. and. <laughs> Jeepers. Okay, so you can have a listen to the podcast if you want to hear that. Um, let's potentially... For the first time today, talk some sport. What do you got for us, Bix? I want to talk about tennis because uh, we speak to, to Brett Phillips, 
BP all the time when the uh, uh, the big Grand Slam tournaments are on. And Brett Phillips was talking yesterday about the uh, the Saudis' proposal for a new Masters 100 tennis event. Now, the Masters 100 is the, the events that are just below the Grand Slams. Yep. And uh, he talked about that yesterday and, and uh, when it might happen and what it might look like. We know there are nine Masters 1000 events underneath the slams uh, for the year. Now, obviously, that uh, discussion has sort of um, become all about them getting their own Masters 1000 event, which would take it to 10 uh, in that first sort of week in January. But as Peter Johnson has floated today, I mean, you know, you could start this sort of tournament you know, possibly late December, which gives, um, you know, the top-line players more time to get to Melbourne. Look, the uh, the tours are seriously talking to the Saudis because obviously they're cashed up. Yeah. They want to get involved in tennis. Mm. So this was always um, a concern with, like, Live Golf. Live Golf creates a breakaway and um, it sort of impacts a lot of the bigger tournaments. Yeah. This is, I guess, putting a toe in the water, isn't it, for the Saudis to get involved in tennis. And and with their money, they can dictate about what it might look like. So that one there, they're talking about the first week in January. Well, we know that's the lead into the Australian Open. And uh, that has some knock-on effects to what happens right here in Adelaide. What is a 16-hour flight Saudi Arabia to Melbourne? I mean, we know with uh, you know the French Open, you got Rome. The week before, that's a you know, little hop, skip, and jump across to Paris, Cincinnati, into New York's not far around the US Open. This is logistically um, a little bit more problematic because you've got all the best players who would go to that 1,000 event, and it'd be interesting to see if they you know, included the women as well. Which means those leading tournaments here, like Brisbane and Adelaide, the fields get a bit diminished. So what do you think happens here, Bix? It's, as you said, it's happened with golf. Um, Craig Goodwin this weekend plays against Cristiano Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia, Mm. where a lot of footballers Mm. are heading over to Saudi leagues. Money talks, and they are life-changing and resulting in generational wealth. Cam Smith, $100 million, you know, even if it's anywhere near that. But just that impact there, though, what we're talking about is a big tournament over there, Big money, you get the best players. So Adelaide, after doing a wonderful job over the last three or four years in building up Adelaide as a tournament, as a lead-in tournament, getting a lot of the uh, higher-profile players to play here. We've spent money on doing the drive-up and making that look fantastic. This is the stuff that happens. It, it, that gets diminished, that tournament now, because all the best players are in Saudi Arabia yeah. playing for big money, and they'll arrive just before the Australian Open. Now... Look, that's that's life, and I understand that. But what I'm worried about is is if this gets to the live golf stage, where uh, at some stage huge money comes into it, and they go to the top 20 players in the world and try and get as many as they can, and say, "Hey, we're going to have like a inverted commas a super league," and you know, so don't play the grand slams, play in our competition, and and that's what we'll try and do. We'll try and just grab those great players and we'll have the Djokovic's playing the, you know, the Federer's, you know, type players at their prime, you know, go back a couple of years uh, without all the, the lead up games for the first two weeks playing against blokes you've never heard of. That's yeah. effectively what they'll try and do. Those guys play less tennis. They get three times the money and it, yeah, it's a, it, 
it diminishes though what we've known traditionally as all the grand slams. That's the worst case scenario. But it is. Does it diminish the grand slams though if they still maintain playing in the grand slams? So they keep the major tournaments going. And then, as you said, Adelaide is impacted, Perth's impacted, um, but they're still going to be playing in Melbourne at the Australian well, Open. But here's the thing. You don't know what the World Tennis Association would do if they create a rebel league and say, no, nah, we're not going to play. They might do a PGA live. Yeah, that, that type yeah. of thing. And so that's the danger. Or they'd say, uh, we want our own Grand Slam and we want to take one of the, the Grand Slams and we want to play it in Saudi Arabia because we're going to pay you enough money. And if you don't, well, we'll just buy all the players and we'll do it our, our own way. So you can either mm. help us and come with us, and which potentially, if you think of all the Grand Slams, it's not going to be Wimbledon, I wouldn't have thought. And, and um, you know, like, so maybe the Australian Open. These are all sort of doomsday yeah, but they're, scenarios. they're potentials because, the, as we said at the very start of this money talk, so... Yeah. And if you can have a World Cup in summer in the middle of the desert, yeah. then, then nothing's off the table. It's very true. Our sports update is thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. Let's talk a little bit of footy now. Um, we heard earlier this week on his podcast, Warren Treadray suggesting that Connor Rosie was going to get the biggest contract in the history of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Chris Davies had a bit to say about that. So Connor's you know, had a contract at the end of um, next year as well. Yeah, I think I think if you're you know, ever going to look to you know, a long-term deal, you'd be you'd be looking at Connor as one of those guys who you know, potentially you would give it to. You know, I think you know, he's been outstanding since he came to the club. We've been, you know, I've got no doubt that Connor you know, is going to be a long-term player at Port Adelaide. And and when we announce the deal, Kane, um, I'll uh, I'll <laughs> wait for you to smack me across the ears. And... <laughs> yeah. I think every deal now going forward will be the biggest deal in the club's history because of the, the new CBA, which is over the next five years, I think the, the pay is going to go up 30%. So, you know, we're seeing deals that we've, you know, people haven't even dreamt of before. So Connor Rosie could sign a six or seven year deal worth, you know, averaged out to be worth say $1.2 million a year. So times that by six so that's a seven or eight million dollar deal, which we've never heard of before, and that'll be the biggest deal until Zach Butters signs one, which will be bigger again because Zach's always going to have the lure of going back to Melbourne. So in every deal now with the club's best twenty two, three, four year old is going to be the club's biggest deal for every, for every club now trying to secure your talent long term. We've seen Aaron Norton sign for what was he ten years or nine years? I like the little. Little comment at the end though, because it's going to be interesting to see how our very own Kane Corns responds to a long-term deal, especially when it involves the Port Adelaide <laughs> Football Club. Um, speaking of the CBA, I think it's worth noting as well. There was a really significant announcement yesterday with Football Australia, the round ball game, where our national teams bics have come to an agreement on our, the collective bargaining agreement, and I wanted to just break that down a little bit for you because yeah. there's a there's a change uh, for our Matildas, which I think is really significant. So um, the biggest thing here, the Players are going to benefit from a 50-50 World Cup prize money split with Football Australia, while both senior national teams are going to share in Football Australia's revenues. So with the rise of the Matildas selling out stadiums over in Western Australia, there's been a bit of back and forth about this. So they wanted um, equal rights, as they should. But the big thing here... Um, 
central contracts for players have been scrapped in favour of match payments. So the Matildas were being paid a wage. Like they were on Mm. contract to play for Football Australia. But now, just like the men, if they go into camp, they will then get a lump sum and a a player payment, similar to, I believe, um, the Cricket Australia boys are on a base contract and then they will get match payments as well. Per one-day game, yeah. Yes. The other thing is carers for the children of players up to the age of four rather than two will be given accommodation as part of a deal. So if families want to travel with the players, which I think is really important because they're traveling so much, uh, and what it also looks like is that there's going to be a new TV deal discussed for the national team. So at the moment, the games are being broadcast through Network 10 and Paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are going to be discussed too. So this is a big thing where it comes down to equality, what's right and what's fair. And if you look at both brands at the moment, the Socceroos are playing Bangladesh next Thursday in Melbourne. The Matildas are playing in front of 60,000 people at Optus Stadium. Uh, the Socceroos are playing at Amy Park where you would like to think that they're going to pack it out. Who knows? Mm. Um you can see the Matildas, the more dominant and recognisable yeah. brand at the moment. So they do oh, need yeah. to be uh, heavily compensated for what they're doing for well, the game. Well, what we're seeing here is is this tipping point which has just been reached. So for for so your cricket Australia, for example, have um, been on this path for a little while, and so the men have been supplementing or uh, subsidising the women because they haven't been generating the same income as, yep. as what the men have. What we're seeing now is. The Matildas are absolutely generating the revenue. You know, we, we heard about how many jerseys were sold for the Women's World Cup. We're now seeing 60,000 people stadiums sold out. They are paying their own way and some, and they're growing the game, which, you know, you can put a price on that. And what they've done through their efforts in the World Cup and their standing in the rankings compared to the men is um, is very, very good. So absolutely they deserve everything they get. And you know, arguably, right now, they're the dominant force in this relationship. Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling at a quarter to seven. Next, we will throw in our nomination for who needs to pull up their socks. We've got an On This Day in Sport, and we've got an amazing prize to give away on SENSA. Getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wildpeak All-Terrain Tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Bridge Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. More team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Uh, in a moment, we are going to address the elephant in the room. But uh, Bix, we've also got this amazing prize today. If you are our hole-in-one caller of the day, you'll get a golf box prize pack, including an Aussie cap to a tower, some amazing golf balls, Golf Box Australia's greatest golf superstore, golf's best brands in the biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. We were just talking about uh, Erin Phillips yes. and the suggestion of having uh, the best on ground medal named after her. You suggested potentially the showdown medal. Um, a few texts I want to read out. Dracos, brilliant contributor to the show. Can't they just do it like three years only for Erin to have a medal named after her? The recognition is still there in the future who it was named after, which is a great suggestion. And also... So, so explain that again, sorry. So uh, three years only... Can't they just do it like three years only for Erin to have the medal named after her? The recognition is still there in the future who it was named after. So potentially name it. I'm assuming Dracos is saying name it after Erin for the next couple of years. 
Um, you also made a great analogy about what were you explaining? <laughs> the cake. Yes. <laughs> and so the, a lot of people have been baking a cake and then Aaron's just the icing. Um, so Will on the text line has suggested that, Mark, are you saying that they should just name a cake after Aaron Phillips? <laughs> no, no. I'm maybe an icing after. No. <laughs> That's how analogies work. You use another uh, example of mm. something. Thanks. No, we get it. We get it. Oh, oh hold on a sec. Um, it sounds like there's an elephant in the room. Elephant in the room on SENSA Breakfast. All right. How does this work, Bix? Okay. So these are the topics that are a little bit awkward that, that some people talk about in the shadows. We bring them out into the open mm. and we talk about the elephant in the room. Yep. So, oh, see, whiz, I was worried if there was no elephant in this room. No, no. Where do you want to start? Because there's a couple of there's a couple that we need to start at today. Well, you yeah. go. You start us off. Okay. I I feel that there's a bit of unrest amongst South Australian footy fans. We're not talking much footy at the moment. So there's two football elephants today. Okay. I feel that the Port Adelaide and Adelaide supporters are rightly well-deserving to feel a bit underwhelmed by the coaching movements of both teams. Because mm. well, there hasn't been many. Well, in fact, there hasn't been any. Well, so, there's been exits, but no entries. Exactly right. So Nathan Bassett uh, was not reappointed at Port Adelaide and James Raleigh chose to return to Melbourne. So in terms of Port Adelaide and Nathan Bassett, they've uh, chosen to... I guess absorb the loss, and they've used Nath, uh, sorry um, Hamish Hartlett, who was a development coach and doing some other bits and pieces. He's now going to coach the Sandful, and the coach of the Sandful now, Tyson Goldsack, is going to move into the role that uh, Nathan Bassett was um, filling. So they've sort of promoted internally without replacing that person, and with the Adelaide Football Club. At the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of any announcement who's going to replace James Raleigh. So, um, so, so I'm not sure what that looks like, whether it might be an internal promotion as well. But what it says to me is, and I know this for a fact, it is super difficult to get people from Victoria to come to South Australia to be an assistant coach. Why? Well, money. Is it is what you've said in the past because the, there's not much – cash there or enough to motivate you and a lot of the a lot of the assistant coaches have young families exactly. so you've got to pack up the family bring the kids over relocate and the the financial recognition probably isn't enough to help that well, decision it's not. and the best ones have 10 choices in melbourne to choose from and so they're in demand and you're in the race and you're competing against staying in your home state having your choice of eight or nine different clubs who maybe want you or packing up everything, like you say, and moving interstate. Now, the the soft cap and uh, has been increased slightly and there's been some other uh, sort of adjustments where 20% of the head coach's wage won't go into the soft cap. Mm. But 
when COVID hit, like a lot of those assistant coaches took a 30% pay cut. So, and, and people left the industry because everything was, was sort of condensed and there was less jobs. Uh, and that, and that sort of, I don't think that's really returned. So what assistant coaches were getting paid five years ago, they're no longer getting that, that anywhere near that money. So, um, so that makes it, you think about how much the cost of living has gone up. And if you're thinking that the wages of those coaches have gone down, uh, comparatively, that makes no sense. And of course the workload has stayed the same or if not got bigger. So it's going to be, it, it's, it's an issue for all clubs in, in keeping and attracting assistant coaches, but the interstate clubs, apart from people within the state, like so ex-players that played for Port or Adelaide, very, very difficult to attract them. I agree with you. And it's, it is quite concerning. And we, we've seen some of the text messages that have been thrown around over the past few days with um, the lack of appointing coaches to join Ken Hinckley or Matthew Nick. So I think... The fans are well within their rights, Mark Bickley. Um, uh, I think we move on to the next elephant. Oh, there it is. Um, the Cricket World Cup has been wonderful for a handful of players. The big show, Glenn Maxwell. Amazing. Adam Zampa. Out, out of this world. Let's look at the other side of things. So we spoke yesterday about Josh Inglis and Alex Carey, where both of those players are at. Mitchell Stark is one that's really interesting because he was known as the World Cup specialist and mm. things have backfired dramatically for him. Where's he at? Well, he's battling at the moment and he's, uh, I think of the, the quick bowlers, he's the one that's um, has been least effective. Look, the, the one thing, he was never sort of economy-wise, he was, he was never a, a great economy-wise bowler, but he was a wicket taker and, and he would take lots of wickets and, um, and make things happen in the game. It, it, I don't think that he's been anywhere near as effective this time round. And at some stages, he's battled, really struggled. So the opposition have got hold of him. Um, even, you know, you look at the, the first ball dismissal of Besto, you know, it was, a, it was a tickle down leg side. If he misses that, it's a wide, you know, like, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, yeah, what it looks like. Uh, and, and there's a couple of those guys who are coming towards the end as well. You think about Steve Smith, he's, hasn't been as effective as what we've always known him either. So uh, hopefully for Australia, can they make the final? Can this be a huge coup de grace for, for some of those uh, older players? Sorry? I think a coup de grace means that, you know, a big finale. You think it is? Well, Google it. I just sometimes think you throw words out there <laughs> expecting me well, and everybody to know what it means, well, no, but then no, no. you're unsure. I throw the word out there knowing that you don't know what it means, so you won't question it. How do I spell coup de gras? Yeah, good. Good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, you can't Google it. <laughs> um, just before we, we wrap up with, with Mitch Stark, he's one of a handful of players that have not only played over the past 12 months in a T20 World Cup home summer, India to a World Test Championship final, the Ashes leading into the 50-over World Cup. Do you think some of these players we will see sooner rather than later just pick one of the formats and really focus on that in the back end of their careers? So Mitchell Stark might get to a, a part of his life where he goes, I actually just want to focus on playing Test cricket now and I'll go to the IPL when I need to because people know when uh, he can play. Mm. Um, that's a lot of cricket. Yeah, it's such a tough one. I don't think any of the cricketers are short of a quid right now. 
But no matter how much money you got, when you're offered, you know, arguably a million dollars or more to play for six or eight weeks, hard to knock that back, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. For, for players who really want to sort of elongate their test careers, I think they, you know, physically is the big thing. Uh, you know, if, if you are struggling physically, then, yeah, you have to turn down the money to, to try and continue to be able to play test cricket. But there, there'll be others that, you know, and maybe you think about um, Shane Watson was an example where he sort of finished up playing international cricket and then just solely focused on, on the IPL. Got a text from Will, 0427154166. You were talking about the soft cap and uh, basically Will says, it's like a cake, Jared. The soft cap is just the icing. Um, another one saying, Bix, here's an idea. How about getting assistant coaches that want to come to Adelaide? And I've just found out, no, I the, think. That's the point. That's, nobody wants to come to Adelaide. Mm. Well, that's that's what's in front of us. Mm. Coup de gras, I believe, is spelt coup de grace like that. Maybe. As in C-O-U-P-D-E-G-R-A with a thing on top of it, C-E. Umlet. <laughs> no, that's what I had for breakfast. <laughs> he's, he's coaching Sydney FC. <laughs> shouldn't joke. Currently it name. says uh, an action that ends something that has been gradually getting worse or that kills a person or animal in order to end their suffering. Is that right? Well, it ends something as sort of their... Here's you're trying to defend the no, word. No, no, no. Their career is declining, Steve Smith. Um, also, Mitch Stark we're talking about. So it's sort of ending something that is getting worse. So it's the, okay. the Coupe well, de Grace. Well, well, I'm going to Coupe de Grace this right now because this is an action that ends something that's been gradually getting worse and it's this segment. So we'll be back after this on SENSA. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Carl Veer joining us not too far away on SENSA Breakfast. If you're moving house, use a team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental. 13, 27, 27. We've also got our Brecky Brownlow today, Mark Bickley, where we've had an interesting week. Well, I think I'll feature in it. Had a few blues today, this week. Yeah, so have I. But we, we build up and we like to celebrate the fact that we aren't perfect. We're not flawless. You were perfect in quick bicks yesterday. <laughs> What's definitely not right is the coffee you've made this morning. No, something's and wrong with our coffee machine. We've got a coffee machine at Studio Lumo, and it what it tastes like is that it's just got what's left over from a few pods and we're drinking the dirty coffee water this morning. Yeah, not ideal. I, I, so I made this, so I put my hand up. because I sort of, I know that you're sort of sometimes uh, preoccupied with... Everything else? Everything else. Yeah. So, so I said, would you like a coffee? Yeah, it was very kind of you. And so I went out and I did all of that, rushed back in and yeah. your first sip, you spat it out. <laughs> And are not happy. So, <laughs> I just said, one job. What is this? <laughs> one job. What the hell is this? <laughs> That's all right. That's definitely not the good stuff, but this is. <laughs> Get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. It, look, I feel bad a little bit, Bix, for, again, taking pleasure in other people's pain. But my nomination for the good stuff today is Joe Root. England faced the Netherlands in the World Cup. England can't get any worse, really. 
I mean, they got a win. They did. They well got, done. got off the bottom. Yeah, but Joe Root, we like we like taking the mickey out of him and Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes, basically all of them. Mm. I think Joe Root was watching a little bit of Glenn Maxwell and getting inspired with his performance of that double century against Afghanistan. And he tried to do his big show kind of stuff. You know, he's known for the switch hitting Glenn mm. Maxwell. He doesn't need any footwork. Well, this is what happened when Joe Root tried to do his switch hit. Oh, he's got himself into an awful position. He's trying to be creative. It is a shot we've seen from Root in the past, even in the longer format of the game, but this time around. It could not have been any more of a nutmeg where it went in between his legs and hit the stumps and knocked them over, and that was wonderful. And I think if you need to see anything that could display... Sums up. Yep, it's the theme of England's World Cup, and that is Joe Root trying to be creative and getting bold between his legs. There you go. I like it. Thank you. Um, I had, I'm staying on a cricket theme. Yes. A bit closer to home, though. I'm going uh, for my Good Stuff nomination with Nathan McAndrew. He is braining it at the moment. So 10 wickets in the Redbacks' victory over New South Wales. That was a couple of weeks back. So great performance. I think he took a six and a – what do I mean, six or seven and a, and a four. So that was well done. But then yesterday um, toppled the – the Bulls uh, batting lineup, six for 41. So he's in ripping form at the moment. So the tail wagged a little bit. They had him uh, in all sorts of trouble. It looked like they're going to bowl him out for under 200, but they got to 238, the, the Queensland Bulls, uh, which was a lead of around 120. Could have been a bit more. Uh, and then, unfortunately, the uh, the Redbacks, they've sort of crashed to eight for 131. So mm. there's a lead of... 252, they've got two wickets in hand. Harry Nielsen's still at the crease, so uh, probably the best of the uh, recognised sort of batsmen he can handle a bat, Harry. So they want to get somewhere close to 300, I would think, early today. And then because of the rain interruption that took place at the start of this match, they can bowl a few extra overs. So you, it looks like the pitch is doing a bit. The fact that Queensland were bowled out Yesterday, so nine wickets yesterday for Queensland, eight fell for South Australia. So 17 wickets in a day yesterday. You would think if we can set them somewhere close to 300, that is very, very defendable and could get their second victory for the year, the Redbacks. Do you want some big Champions League scores before we take a bit of a break? Yes, please. Okay, we are heading into halftime in a lot of these group matches. Uh, at halftime, Man United are leading Copenhagen. 2-1, Man United a player down at the moment with a red card. Um, Arsenal uh, leading Sevilla, 1-0. Bayern Munich, uh, nil all with Galatasaray. Uh, Real Madrid are leading Braga, 1-0. So now, they are the major results at the moment. And now I didn't realise yesterday, I, I caught up with this um, a little bit later on last night, but Barcelona, who lost yesterday, the team they lost to was a Ukrainian team. Yeah, mate, this is that ridiculous. Is, it is Absolutely crazy like to think about the different scale of, of those two organisations. But what a nice little fill-up for the people of the Ukraine who are having, a, obviously, a pretty tough time of it. Just to, we will keep you, know, you up to get date. behind something. Be nice. Uh, we'll keep you up to date as we go on SENSA. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
Welcome back to SENSA Breakfast on this Thursday morning, the 9th of November. Plenty more still to come as well. Carl Viet, not too far away from the Adelaide United Football Club. We are also gearing up for the AFLW final series from the Crows. Rochelle Martin's going to join us. Bix, very excited about Captain's Call today. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, looking forward to it. Always great fun and uh, hopefully be able to make a few big statements. There's a few curly ones, trust me. So uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, after the break as well, when we head to the news, we are going to give away that Golf Box Prize Pack. Golf Box, it is Australia's greatest golf superstore. The best brands and biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. Carl Viet next. Hey, retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for Christmas fragrance sale is on now. Mark Bickley, Christmas fragrance at Chemist Warehouse. Bit of pine. I start thinking about Christmas presents. My wife bought a um, a Christmas candle from Chemist Warehouse the other day. Actually, she was in there. Can I tell you something? Mm. This is uh, this is a, a, a real definition of who I am. I've got a hundred dollar voucher to mm. Chemist Warehouse or Bunnings. Chemist Warehouse every day of the week for me. I am there, and I know you are as well. It's very important, and you need some of that anti-aging stuff, I reckon. Um, someone who how doesn't... Big, how big's the jar? Yeah, I mean, you'll need an endless supply. Someone who doesn't is uh, a wonderful man who is doing a great job at Adelaide United after a brilliant start to the season, an interesting end to the original rivalry last weekend against Melbourne Victory, and hoping for a full house at Cooper Stadium on Saturday as we prepare to take on Sydney FC. We speak of Carl Viet. Carl, good morning to you. Are you a fragrance guy? Do you like using all of the cosmetics and stuff? No, not really, no. Wonderful. <laughs> remember, I come from the country. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you, aren't you, Carl? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's it, the Iron Triangle. We're one of our own. Carl, um, <laughs> let's yeah. briefly touch on last weekend against uh, Melbourne Victory. Again, it's been a really promising start to the season with uh, a controversial end to the match, as some would say. But but what did you take out of the Victory game? Because it is a different Melbourne Victory, how they've been over the past couple of seasons. They're competitive. They're sitting near the top of the table. So I'm sure he took out a lot of learnings. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think the, the biggest plus from the performance last week was um, we didn't play um, to our level. We were a little bit below our level and Melbourne Victory most um, played the best that they've played this season um, and for us to, to stay in the fight and, and come away with something, that was the, the biggest um, pleasing thing for us. Um, you know, I'd say, you know, previously we would have walked away with a, a three or four goal loss. So, um, that's it. Great kudos to the boys to stick in and get something from the game. Um, uh, Jared mentioned about the um, the refereeing and there was a little bit of controversy towards the end. Um, I think we all sort of uh, sympathised with the story and, and what happened there towards the end. What sort of advice does do you as the coach give the young man? Oh, yeah, look, it's uh, an ongoing process of necessary. He's still um, very young. Mm. Uh, and he's learning the game and it and it's something uh, you know the pressure not only that he puts on himself because he wants to 
a sees a, a lot of things in this game. Um, it's the pressure from outside as well. Uh, get, get put on such a, a young player is quite difficult at times. And, you know, last week it was a very hostile environment. Um, and you've seen, you know, especially over the last 12 months, the extra attention that Nesta gets. It's just not the attention when he's on the ball. It's the attention that he gets when he's not even involved in the play, the, the little niggling and pushing and shoving just to try and um, upset him. Mm. So, so I was interested with uh, Bruce Jitte, who, who suggested that some of the younger players needed a little bit more protection. Do you, do you sign up for that? Um, I, I believe it, you know, it doesn't matter where it is. I just think we need to make sure if there's off the ball or other um Especially if it's intimidation to younger players, I think that needs to be um, stopped. Um, you know, we need to develop our young players and give them the best opportunity um, to have success. And it's important that we don't allow the intimidation from from older players to to, to stop this, the growth of the young players. Mm. It's been incredible, Carl, watching these young players perform. Um, it was it was put on full display against Melbourne City a couple of weeks ago with Musa Torre scoring a goal, Bernardo getting assist and a brace, but also the likes of Johnny Yull, Panash Madana, Luka Ivanovic is still in the mix. Um, is there a, one of those players that you have been most impressed with with their development? Because they've all earned their spots in the starting lineup. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think, as you said, every boy that's um, started or come on this year, they've all done exceptionally well and they've all um, been given an opportunity because they're working hard and they're doing the right things. Um, you know, Johnny Yale has started and, and nearly played every minute so far as an 18-year-old kid. It's been um, great for him. You know, he, he's had a, a couple of years where he um, struggled to get his body um, fit to be able to play at this level. So um, it's great for him that he's, he's had such a great start to the season. And as you said, those other boys that you mentioned as well, they're working extremely hard. Some of them have had time off the bench and some of them haven't had the opportunity to come on and, and play yet. So um, it's important and that they keep working hard at them because everything they're doing is right at the moment. Joe Gouchy is a player that I hope will be playing for the Socceroos next Thursday night. He's, his form is outstanding, a brilliant start to the season. Um, but I love the luxury, Carl, that if Joe leaves the club one day to go off to bigger and better things. There's also a keeper by the name of James Delianov who's sitting back ready to go. So I'm sure it gives you a little bit of comfort as, as amazing as Joe starts being. Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, we're very fortunate that um, Joe and James are both at the club. You know, we took that risk um, three years ago to take, um, you know, 19 and 20 year olds that had hardly played in the A-League. Um, and they've both come on exceptionally well. Um, you know, James is unfortunate at the moment that he's behind Joe, but he'd be a number one at almost any other goal um, team in the league. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really pleasing the work that Eugene's done with these um, goalkeepers, plus the two younger ones that we've got coming underneath the, the, these two as well. So um, Eugene is doing a exceptionally um, good work with the young goalkeepers we've got at the club. Um, a bit of a tricky one this weekend, of course, Saturday evening, 7.15, you take on Sydney FC. Haven't scored a goal this year. They've just changed the coach over. It's one of those ones you just cannot take lightly. No, most definitely. You know, you always 
know that things when they change mm. managers, they, they always lift. Um, we were hoping that they would, you know, stay. One more week. Uh, <laughs> one more week. Um, but, you know, so we expect a, a big lift from Sydney. You know, they've got a good coach that's um, been a place in now. Um, so they'll definitely lift for, for Uffi. Um, so, you know, we've got to make sure we're right on our, on our game this um, Saturday night. Carl, I was trying to explain to Mark Bickley about how intimidating Ufuk Tale is on the sideline. We saw that when he was the head coach of Wellington Phoenix, and he's obviously been involved in football for a very, very long time. Is he as intimidating as a mutual coach for you, or is he actually a really nice guy? Yeah, Ufuk's a really nice guy. I've worked um, as an assistant to Ufuk with a young national team, so... Um, Got a lot of respect and a lot of time for people. Good friends, so um, yeah, I don't really notice too much of the opposition coaches. Only um, you know, more focused on um, on my team. Well, it's going to be a big game on Saturday night, not only because um, Adelaide United can continue their climb up the A-League table, but it being Remembrance Day as well, there's going to be a ceremony prior to kickoff, Carl, and the fans have been spectacular this season. So as we say farewell, um, I'm sure you hope that a lot more fans turn out and we continue to pack out Cooper Stadium because it's electric at the moment, and I'm sure it gives the team a lift. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think we've got the best fans in the league and best atmosphere in the league. And they've got to remember, if they get there a little bit earlier on um, on Saturday, they can watch the old legends play against the uh, um, Defence Forces team. So um, I encourage everyone there to get er- get there early and, and see some of the old legends run around Highmarsh once, once again. Now, that's, that's a really good point because I have heard a rumour that Travis Dodd's going to be playing, who's in good nick at the moment. But... I don't know whether Ange Costanzo will be because can he fit through the gates at Hindmarsh Stadium (laughs) because he's blown out. Some of these past (laughs) players have really been on an eating tour of Australia. I don't know about that. Chockers, uh, it looked okay last time I saw him. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be good, mate. um, We uh, appreciate your time. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, guys. Covey joining us there. Um, it makes a really good point, Big. So there, before the game, there is a Legends match against the Defence Force as well, which is yep. fantastic. So um, make sure you get to Cooper Stadium. But how good is Carl, what he's done over the last couple of years? Think about the talent that's been nurtured. And, it, and it, what happens is when you give young players opportunities and they take them, and we've seen that with, um, I guess, go back to Awa Mobile yep. and, and, you, and you go through the, you know, um, Motore and 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 now we've got Nasturia and Kunda. All it does it plants a seed in the in the kids that are in the fifteen and sixteen, and they're looking up. They're saying, "Guess what? If I do the work, I will get opportunities." And then the world's your oyster. So uh, that whole ecosystem and that pipeline of talent has been nurtured beautifully, and they're giving them opportunities, which I love. So and fans love that as well. They love going along for the journey, watching players develop and, and right in front of your eyes. So. As you said, hottest ticket in town watching the Adelaide United uh, football club play. Bizarre during that interview that Matthew Pavlich walked past Studio Lumo just floating around South Australia. You nodded at him like he was a fan and I had to remind you that <laughs> it was out. super Pav. You did. Well, he was passed before. <laughs> I could you see just put was... the hand up and I'm like, mate, it's Pav. Oh, come on. He was. We would have been uh, with another great friend of mine, James Begley, Pickstar which is a company that Pav and James Begley found that is about four offices up from us. Okay, we'll just come in, Super Pav, if you want. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Call us now. 
to be our hole-in-one caller because you could win that golf box prize pack. Call us right now if you want it. one 736 736 Captain's call next. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 11 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We have our Brecky Brownlow, thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre after 8 o'clock this morning. Shout out to Con and Lena, huge supporters of the show. Now, Bix. Yes. Look, we got the, this golf box prize to give away, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is an Odyssey cap tour towel. There's golf balls. Golf box, Australia's greatest golf superstore. Best brand to the biggest range shop at golfbox.com.au today. Yep. You have to get on the air. You need to call us now if you want to win this. Yeah. Can't just ring up and say, give us the golf box prize without actually doing anything. one 736 You have to get your voice on SENSA with us. Call us. You win. While you're calling, let's do this. Captain's Call on SENSA Breakfast. I just feel like I need an eye patch when I do this segment. (laughs) Where are your Buccaneers? On your bucking head. Um, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so um, you can't sit on the fence for this, okay? okay? all right. Why are pirates pirates? Because they are. Yeah. That good? Yeah, I heard that one. All right, I'll stop that then. Sorry. Um, okay, so captain's call today. You need to pick one. Mark Bickley. Okay. Who do you want in the final over chasing 20 runs in the final over? Glenn Maxwell or Virat Kohli? Simple for me. Glenn Maxwell, he's the man. Right now, red hot. Virat, capable, yes. Uh, Maxwell, I think has a few more tricks in his bag. Okay. Is a shower at night better than a shower in the morning? No. Do you want me to explain why? Yeah, sure. We've got time. Well, the shower in the morning is the, is the wake-up shower, gets you up and ready. The shower at night... I reckon is a bit more reflective. Do you spend a lot of time thinking in the shower when you're in the shower? Yep. Mm. Can I continue? Yeah. Okay. Um, mid-season trade period, should the players get a say? So player A uh, is told that they are moving to destination and it's happening. Mm. I don't like that. I'm probably in the, well, not in the minority, but the, the people who are big American sports fans will say, well, you know, you want the money, you got to, you should just go. But I, I'm still a believer in, there's so much, um, your family, your friends, all that sort of stuff is here. And in the middle of the year to just to say, you, you're out, yep. you're gone. We don't have the payment system. If players are on, $20 million each, yes, you can be told to shape up and ship out. But when some players and, and a lot of the players that may be traded in the mid-season trade period might be fringe players, so not getting a game. So they could be on hundred or $150,000. So I just don't think that's fair. Okay. Does a straw have one hole or two? Just the one. Okay. 
Would you have appealed if you were Shakib Al Hassan? No. No, what I would have done, I would have inquired what's going on, why you, you've come on, why are you going back off? And when uh, Angelo Matthews said, oh, my helmet's broken and the chin strap's not working, I would have said, yeah, all right, hurry up, but get back out here. If you light something, is it on fire or is fire on it? If you light something, it's on fire. We're close enough now. Should AFL wages be made public? Should AFL wages be made public? Um, I'm I'm not wedded to either argument, and so I'll give you both cases for people that may be thinking, well, why aren't they? One of the arguments is that when you put people's wage out there uh, and say they don't perform, they become a target for social media and trolling and and the rest of it. It's not great for their mental health. So I I sort of get that. Um, But then the flip side is, let's put it out there. And there may be many cases of players who are being underpaid and they will be, people will laud them and say, geez, he's great value. So the other thing I think it will do, and, and maybe this is why I swing towards saying they should be put out there, um, is that it, it, it highlights clubs and some of the decisions they make. Mm-hmm. And and once again, you don't know whether to believe whether Ben Mackay is on $1.4 million this year. But I'll tell you what, if that was put out and that was said, this is what he's on, and then he performs really poorly – that puts lights a fire underneath the decision makers at Essen, and I think there should be a little bit more accountability in those roles. So maybe it's not the absolute number. Maybe it's in between a range. So it's in between five and seven fifty, and seven fifty to a million, a million to one point two five. So you don't know the exact number, but you have a range of where that player sits. If James Bond is the most famous spy, doesn't that mean he's the worst spy? No, quite the contrary. I think that shows how good he is, even though he's not uh, anonymous. He, he's still able to get the job done. I'm a big James Bond fan. What do you say to Nestori Irinkunda? Uh, take a deep breath. All these experiences that you are having at the moment are all new, but they won't be new forever. You just have to learn how to deal with it. And when you show your frustration uh, outwardly, that's an invitation to every team that you play to go down the same path as what uh, Victory did. Which orange came first, the colour or the fruit? The colour. The Adelaide 36ers and Adelaide United are scheduled on the same night this weekend across the road from one another. Surely that's just silly scheduling. <laughs> Is that easy to say? Nope. <laughs> um, I think it's it's suboptimal because there would be people that would want to go to both games yeah, so and, and trying to get a park is going to be hard. My suggestion to the schedulers would have been maybe have the 36ers game at 5pm and the United game at your 7.30. Straight into it. Straight into it. Walk across the road. But I mean, that's just logic. That's just simple thinking. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> common um, sense. Not that common. Are people who sneeze a lot the most blessed? No. Is VAR ruining sport or improving accountability? Good question. Thank you. I think, 
I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think the issue is we want to be perfect in an imperfect world. So I think sometimes perfect is the enemy of good. Okay. Are you naming something after Aaron Phillips or is the AFLW too early in its life? Mm. Just need a simple response here, please. Where for me, I'm naming the best player in the showdown after Aaron Phillips and striking a medal. Had a text nomination from 0427154166 for captain's call. Josh from Aldinga Beach. Bix, if you're travelling faster than the speed of light whilst holding a torch and turn it on, <laughs> will said torch provide light? <laughs> Josh, I'm not a scientist, but maybe just turn around and look behind you. It might be still coming. <laughs> Last one. Uh, thanks, Josh. Mark. Yeah. Why isn't a group of squid called a squad? <laughs> what is it? What's the collective noun for a squid? Don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Can I get back to you on that? Of course you can. Captain's Call on SENSA Breakfast. What do you a think? squad of squid. I like it. A squad of squid, I think, is a, a good one. I thought it might have been a squibble of squid. Uh, it is uh, called a shoal, a school. Oh, no, I think there is a squid squad. <laughs> a squid squad. Sounds like a superhero group well, like the Power like a, Rangers. Sounds like a band. Someone called a squid squad. <laughs> They've got a sea turtle, which is causing <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Paw Patrol and the squid squad. Maybe I'd, that's a good, uh, good idea for a kid's... I did read another one, and it was asking the question: Do do um, crabs think that fish are flying? <laughs> I thought it was a good captain's call today. Yeah, not bad. Look, yeah, it's not a bad. Thought-provoking question. Yeah, my, my brain's starting to hurt. Okay, well, we'll take a breather then. Um, thank you, Josh from Aldinga Beach, for getting involved. As we head into the news, I'm going to give you one more opportunity to call us one three hundred seven three six seven three six for this golf box prize pack. And if no one calls, we're going to give it to someone who texts in the show. Mm. And if it's your first time texting. You're more likely to win. We're just saying we want to reward people who have stuck with us for 102 shows as well. Can I just uh, shout out? There's a text message come in, no name uh, on it, but it says, I mentioned about Barcelona yeah. losing in the Champions League uh, to the Ukrainian team, which is uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, and this text uh, has come in that said they are Champions League regulars. So, Bix, it's not a major upset. Well, I'm just saying, like the Ukraine. Got a bit going on at the moment, yeah. and it's a nice little moment for them to be able to be able to have a win. So yeah, good backpedaling there, I like it. Um, it's eight o'clock on SENSA. Back after this. Of three on Falcon Wild Peak All Terrain Tires. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Two minutes past eight. SENSA breakfast. It's been a very big week. We have our Brecky Brownlow in about ten minutes time. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton Road. You never know, Mark Bickley. They may have a responsibility of helping to make the AFLW Premiership medallions. 
which um, if all things go the way that they're going at the moment, they could be heading towards Westlakes again for the Adelaide Crows, who are preparing to take on the Lions this weekend in their first final. And someone who definitely has a big role to play in that game is Rochelle Martin. Congratulations. Welcome to the finals, Rochelle. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure. Hey, Rochelle, um, no doubt looking forward to the game on Saturday at Norwood Oval. But before we sort of talk about that, let's just reflect a little bit in terms of the season you've had, nine wins, one loss. Were you expecting to be as dominant as what you were sort of leading into the season? Um, I knew that the competition has increased a lot like the other teams. So it's always been a tight competition, especially last year. Um, as well, not being able to make it all the way or, mm. or even to the grand final. So um, I knew that we would be competitive, but I think we exceeded our expectation, which is good. Um, but it would have been better to go clean sweep, but it's okay. Um, we're very happy where, where we're at now. Mm. And you did under some duress as well. Sarah Allen uh, obviously mm. was uh, injured for for the majority of that season, you've had some other sort of challenges along the way. So it's, it's, I guess, forced you uh, and the team to, to find new players and improve on your depth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think one thing that's um, good about it is that, yeah, we do have a lot of depth. So unfortunately didn't have Sarah Allen and a few other girls that have had niggles or suspensions or whatever it is. Then we've been able to back that up with some, um, yeah, the depth in our team as well. So, that's always been a strength of ours, which is good. Good way to finish the season uh, with a win and also earn the right to have a home final, but also the right if things go the way of the football club to host a grand final. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but yeah. um, how significant was that to get the win against the Eagles and then build up to play in front of your home crowd this weekend? Yeah, very important because, yeah, we're very happy with our we have great fans and then to be able to play in front of our home crowd would be amazing because I guess the support has always been there and it always helps us as well. So um, we never take that lightly. So I'm very thankful to have our members and supporters that come out every week to help us. Mm. Now, you played Brisbane. Uh, sort of coincidentally, they were the only team that beat you throughout the year. So there's no chance yeah. you would take them lightly. What, what will you have to do better this time around than uh, when you played them a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I guess with Brisbane, they're a really high-pressure team. Same with us as well. So it's just going to be a hot contest from the beginning. Um, But, yeah, being able to, firstly, our mindset needs to be strong from the start. I think um, we let ourselves down in just one or two quarters last time. So just being able to be consistent throughout the four quarters will be very important for us. Rochelle, are you keeping a, a keen eye on the Sandful W as that's preparing to, to kickstart as well with a lot of local women's football? But um, mm. yourself, you've been one of the best players in the Sandful W and I, I can see as a keen observer the growth of women's football starting from grassroots, going to Sandful W, mm-hmm. then moving into AFLW. It's growing at a rapid race. Have you noticed that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have been keeping an eye on the Sandful W and yeah, my home club was West Adelaide. So just seeing the growth from the very beginning from when I started until now is actually really crazy. And seeing the, we also have our train on girls that come on from the stand for and they're only like 16, 15 or 17. And I'm like, well, how did they, how did they do that? Or whatever it is. I'm like, I wish I was like that when I was younger, but um, 
yeah, it's really amazing to see, and you can just um, tell that the AFLW competition will keep growing. Well, it is a it's a viable pathway. You were a best and fairest winner at West Adelaide in 2018, so you just keep progressing from there. I've just said to Jared before. You're one of my favourite players because you leave everything out on the park in terms of your desperation, your tackling, your harassing. Is that something that's just come naturally? Is that something you work on, Rochelle? Um, I think that must have been more of a natural thing, I guess. Um, of course, I tried to work on it, but I think that's just a natural thing. It's not something you can really train um, too much, in my opinion, maybe. Um, but yeah, like when we were younger, it's always me, my brother, and my sister. Um, in the backyard. So I think just from a young age, we always had that. So that helps a lot. But um, yeah, I think my sister is also quite similar as well. Yeah. So, so so where do you sit in that trio? What you the youngest, oldest or middle? Oh, I'm the youngest one. So oh, I go. had to, yeah, protect myself. So maybe that's why. <laughs> and what's the preparation like moving into a final? Do you keep everything the same? Pre-match meal, pre-match music. Who has control of the uh, speaker in the locker room? Talk us through all of this stuff, please, Rochelle. <laughs> yeah, so well, we keep, try everything um, to be consistent. So Chelsea Vidal is usually on the music, uh, which is good. Yeah, we don't want to change up too many things. But, um, yeah, music the same, our pre-match routine, our singing. We always sing in the locker room. Um, and the food and everything's always the same too. So we'll just try to do the things we do well. We'll keep it the same. You've started to play, obviously, a fair bit of footy at Norwood Oval now. That's been one of your home grounds over the last couple of years. Do you feel like that's an advantage? Are you starting, you know, it's a, it's a small oval. Do you feel like you know a few of the nuances of that now? Yeah, it's good to um, have Norwood Oval. I mean, like we're, I think we're a good running team, so it's good to have more space. Mm. But um, Norwood, yeah, because we're getting used to it. And for me, I'm not a big runner, so I don't mind the smaller oval. <laughs> it kind of helps. Um, but yeah, very thankful to be at Norwood and then be used to it. So if we do have any finals, well, we do have a final this weekend there or a grand final, then... Uh, we'll play to our advantage. Rochelle, good luck. Thank you so much for joining us and let's hope the journey continues for yourself and the Adelaide Crows who are doing South Australia proud in the AFLW competition. So all the best. Yes, thank you so much. Great stuff, Rochelle Martin Michelle. joining us there from the Crows who are preparing to take on the Lions this weekend. Bix. Yeah, it should be a cracking game. And the one thing that Norwood will bring is atmosphere like that. Having played, fortunate enough to play at all the suburban grounds around Adelaide when I was playing at South Adelaide, Norwood Oval, for some reason, it feels like the crowd is on top of you. You, are, you are, feel like you're really close. Of course, you've got that big stand that almost sort of overlooks the oval on the, uh, the western side, but the rest of the ground, it's just like a, it's a natural little amphitheatre and there's enormous noise that's generated there. So you get... Eight to 10,000 people in there this weekend. It's going to be really rocking. Does that play in the mindset at all of the players that the only loss they've had this year is against the team they face this weekend? Or is it motivating? Or does it depend on the person? Oh, look, I think that you look at... Uh, you, you tend to review your losses a bit more critically. Um, it, it, you shouldn't, but that's generally the way it, you go about it. So... I think I think it's a good thing. It's a little wake up that says, you know, even though we've won ninety percent of our games this year, we can't just walk in and expect that the next couple of games are going to happen and we're going to play in a grand final. So we're playing against a team that showed that uh, if we are just off a little bit, that they can beat us. So that's what 
um, that'll keep Adelaide sharp, you would think. Text coming in from Anonymous. Morning, boys. First text to the show, long-time listener. Then another text message, P.S., regarding golf box prize. That's direct, straight to the point. First time texter. Succinct. Yep, you're our winner. Well done. Oh, we told you. You get it straight away. Congratulations. It is 11 minutes past eight on SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 16 minutes past eight on SENSA breakfast a massive show so far mark bickley uh and on a thursday this time every week kind of leaves us to do one more thing that is our brecky brownlow and we go through some of the highlights and some of the lowlights of the week and there's been plenty um, plenty of them always (laughs) yes um where would you like to start with this because for me it's important to acknowledge that when it gets to nba season i talk a lot about it yeah I'm big on the NBA Mm -hmm. and big on basketball. And you made some outlandish statements earlier this (laughs) week about the alien himself, Victor Wembinyama, um, or as you like to call him. Yeah, so they need to build around him, San Antonio. Yeah, so Victor, that's what I'll do with Victor, surely. Victor Wembinyama. (laughs) He's going to be the man. I don't know why you put an accent on. I don't know. <laughs> Victor, did you get that from yes, somewhere? Fast forward, go. There's a TV show about 30 years ago. It had a Victor in it. Okay, let's listen. I would very much like for you to stretch my limo sometime. <laughs> oh, Victor, you are a very unattractive man. <laughs> Victor, there you go. It's not a bad start. Okay, so you're going to get some votes for that. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the interview we had with Sunday Detch. Uh, where he actually gave you some advice. Right at the end, he left us with this. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys. And, and Walsh, mate, you've you got to stop stalking your listeners. All right, it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, he so knows had, me too well. Yeah, we had a discussion during that interview where you talked about stalking your listeners and sending them messages and finding out about them. Yeah, I just like to get to know the people that listen to the show. All five of them. <laughs> we know them all by first name. Because they? they're all our family members. Yeah. Now, talking of family members, you, you also had a crack at your family and your wife in particular. Let's, let's have a listen. My eldest one's 38, otherwise known as my wife. <laughs> uh, maybe she doesn't listen. It doesn't matter. Yeah, gee whiz. So you were talking about how it look after the kids and mm. and your eldest child is your wife. Gee whiz. I reckon you've got Probably the, ex-wife now. the most understanding wife of all time. You You're off flitting all around the place, hosting this, that, and the other, while she's sort of left on the tools at home. So I don't think you should be throwing too many stones, by the way. No, that's, that's probably true. I'll take that feedback on board. Mm, um, you should do. take some feedback on board about when you come to Studio Lumo, mm. all up and about thinking, guys, I've got a segment. Oh, yeah. This is going to create audio history. Our podcast numbers will go through the roof. Explode. Um Ultimately, everyone is going to be talking about me, Mark Bickley. <laughs> when you have a top five, you need to actually know the order that it works mm. in and you need to take control. Uh, the second one, uh, where have I gone? Oh, no. What's happened to your list? Oh, no. Mark. Mark. I'm, I'm thinking of one short. <laughs> We've had tennis. We've had. Mm, so you need to have a look on our also, Instagram or yeah, X account. Good. What? So generally when you have a, a top five list, it pays to have five things. Now, I did have five. <laughs> you did. But what I worked out quickly, I had 
number two and number three were both about baseball. So I thought I'll just flip around a bit so that um, th- there's not two baseball ones in a row. And then when I did that, I confused myself. So mm-hmm. I should have just stuck with the original plan that I had. And the last one mm-hmm. I think should really take the cake. It's been a very cake-themed show today <laughs> on SENSA yeah, Breakfast. Aaron where has got a cake named after it. Family theme. We were talking about families actually yesterday, and you helped me – Straighten up a little bit while I was throwing some silly accusations out. Well, this is what you said. You know what? If Marnie had, you know what? She'd be my uncle. Like Had what? <laughs> testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so that, strange. That, that was just a little bit more formal than the, the actual saying, how that goes, which I don't want to repeat, by the way. Mm. Um, and now you replay that ad nauseum. No, I don't. That would be immature. Testicles. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to laugh at it anymore because that'll just encourage it. Okay. Testicles. Laugh. No, straight. Testicles. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Um, a shout out to Con, Lena and their... Testicles. Um, thank you for supporting the Bricky Brown. Like, even if you haven't any more after this, um, please go and see the guys. They are the best in SA Brighton Road, they are wonderful people and they can take care of you. It is not just trophies, medals, they do name badges, mm-hmm. they do engraving. Like It's an amazing business, One a family shop. business, and you've got to go and see the guys. They are some of the most beautiful people that we are lucky enough to know and we'll do anything to support their business because they support us. It's SENSA.